I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio Gallarotti. I am joined by Francis Ellis. Francis, how are you? It's a pleasure to be here with you, my good man. It's good to see you. This is a nice thing you're wearing. What would this even be classified as? This is a flannel from L.O. Bean with some fur on the inside. So is it a jacket or is it a shirt or is that the point? I think it's called maybe a shacket or a jert. (laughs) Not really sure. (laughs) But you can wear it as such. Listen, one of the problems with New York at this time of year is that you are constantly taking things on taking things off and putting things on it's new england soccer weather it's oh well said you like that yeah it's very hard to hard to monitor temperature very hard dude hard to monitor temperature (laughs) it's very difficult you're you get on the subway well i don't know who's getting on the subway these days but you get on the subway you got your sweater on you got to take your sweater off listen i'm happy to ride the subway chris (laughs) chris is saying he's the guy riding the subway (laughs) i did it too i have no problem with the subway i rode the i rode the path train a, a few weeks ago I have no problem with it. I'll tell you who does have a problem with it. My girlfriend. Oh, she won't do it? Yeah. I got my girlfriend on there. You did? Yeah. You got to just rip the Band-Aid off. Just got to go for it, yeah. Just got to get in there and just bury their, like, whitewash their face against the seat. Absolutely. Like the pole. Like it's a, like, you know when you push someone's head into a toilet and you're like, drink it! (laughs) (laughs) Bullies did that. I don't know. I, I never did that. Swirly? Dude, so I'm, I'm starting a Smile Direct Club. Are you? Yeah. This feels like one big ad that we've started with for L.O. Bean and Smile Direct. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, all right, but... We're not endorsing We're not endorsing these things. All right, fine. I'm, I'm getting my teeth fixed. They're not that bad, but, like... I'm <laughs> I wonder who by. No, I'm starting to get... I'm starting to get insecure about, like, the way my teeth look from certain angles and close-ups. Mm. And, like, given the fact that a good... A big dimension of my livelihood requires me being on camera, it seems yeah. like a reasonable investment. Yeah. Um, but, dude, I didn't know this. Did you have braces as a kid? I did for 11 months okay it was really short well that's great mm-hmm. chris did you ever have them chris had it all okay or Head the gear, all, palate all the orthodontia yeah <laughs> i can't nice. I, yeah my girlfriend told me that is that a thing is that yeah, a word? orthodontia wow that's pretty nice <laughs> all things orthodontics orthodontia right. don't you have huh like me don't you wish your orthodontia like me don't you don't you Ortha, don't you? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. So oh, I go in there and they do they do a thing where they scan your mouth and whatever. So they they make you sign up, and then you sign up and you agree to pay all the money, and then they tell you you also have to wear a retainer for the rest of your life. Hmm. And I like got really upset about this. I was like, "What do you mean? Like you? Oh, you sell it to me and then you tell me this?" And I text my girlfriend. I'm like, "This is a scam." She's like, "Like, did you never have braces? Like, you have to wear. That's like how it works. You yeah. have to always wear a retainer." And I was like, oh, like I didn't, did you wear a retainer? Well, the retainer was sort of like a thing they told me I should wear and I did. And then I sort of became more and more resistant to it until I finally just stopped wearing it. And then I went in, hadn't worn it for six months. They said, oh, your teeth look great. And I figured that's that. Your teeth are great. My teeth are fine. I wear a night guard. For, to stop yourself from grinding? That's right. Your my teeth were becoming flat. 
uh, just from fucking. Yeah, grinding all night. They, they, they were turning into just like it was as if I was saying grinding all mouth. night. Yeah, <laughs> just grinding. I be grinding all night. You know, and some people grind their teeth like a little bit. I was grinding my teeth like I was rolling on Molly all night long. <laughs> To the point where you could hear it. It sounded like I was chewing ice. <laughs> and I think it was f making my girlfriend afraid. Um, <laughs> she's like, what are you What are you mad about in your sleep? <laughs> By the way, really quick. <laughs> do you ever get night terrors? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Do you? <laughs> because I ridiculous. never got night terrors. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I never got night <laughs> and I got them last night and it's the second time in a few months that I've had them and it's it's really it's really bad I wake up screaming <laughs> last night in the middle of the night <laughs> I woke up screaming that's it oh my god full full voice scream dude Full voice scream, and I know what I was afraid of. What? I was afraid because I was having a dream that we were at a picnic, and we were having a, a picnic lunch at a picnic <laughs> table, and all of a sudden, a massive bear came out of the woods and started eating us. And it's got to be from all this bear talk. All this time you've Remember, been spending in Alaska. Fuck you, bear. <laughs> fuck you. I didn't even have Dude. time to tell him to fuck himself. Just treating my calf like a dude, drumstick. I'm so sorry, dude. No, so I wake up screaming in the middle of the night. You know how terrifying it is for the person you're with, you're sleeping with peacefully to wake I'm up? I'm sure it's terrible. And this is starting to happen more regular. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I have no idea where I am. I'm completely terrified. It's just weird. It's something that never happened to me. Now it's starting to happen more. Dude, night that's terrors. Crazy. That's crazy. It's never happened to you before, and now it's happened. No, yeah, not a good sign. It's a tough time, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know what I do during my sleep, but I know that my girlfriend does something really funny in her sleep. Mm. It's really random, and she does it when she's fast asleep. Okay, she'll be sleeping, and she'll do this. She sticks her arms straight in the air, mm. and then she very she just starts scratching it like this, just very gently, just going. <laughs> From top to bottom, dude, it's so funny. And I sit there watching her, and, she's and I like playing a harp. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I'll poke her, and she doesn't wake up. And then sometimes I'll take her arm and I'll put it down for her, but she, and she doesn't even know she's done that at all. That's one of the weirdest. Like she's signaling off sides. Yeah. <laughs> Is your girlfriend a good sleeper? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good. She's good. She doesn't do anything. She does a little bit of the of the restless foot circles. Oh yeah, is but, that just do all girls do that? I think so. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a uh, pay the, attention to me thing? or yeah, it's it's as if she's drawing circles with yeah, her feet. Yeah, it, yeah, like they're right on the surface of a pond. Yeah, you know, that's a um, crazy thing. I don't know what it is exactly. It usually happens before bed while we're reading or while she's settling in. Right. But right. I'll be damned if it isn't annoying. <laughs> just the little tap because yeah, you could feel it. it it tugs a little tiny bit on the duvet yeah and uh it's like I'm a leaky faucet settle in i'm very itchy at night i'm a big itcher i, I almost borderline tweaker i <laughs> i, I whole body. every 10 seconds a new itch gotta gotta sit up find it fortunately i have long enough arms that i can reach most spots on my back that's a that's a real problem for a lot of people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you have open shoulders. Yep, like a swimmer. 
good so so i don't know sleeping man is tough i i I, we've talked about the utility of potentially having separate beds you have talked about that we we, haven't we have we i think the ideal sleeping arrangement for a couple is to have two let's say double beds pushed together with a little crack in the middle separate blankets so that you're still close since apparently that matters but (laughs) <laughs> if you move or she moves, you're not shaking each other. So do you find that the, the shaking actually affects your sleeping? 100%. So you're a light sleeper. The lightest. Mm. So that's hard. That's hard for you. If my sleeping were a shade of pink, you would not be able to see it. <laughs> that's how light it is. Fuck. I'd be like, that's just white. Is, have, is this something you've always, like, is, would you say you've struggled with it? As a child, I was a deep heavy sleeper as an adult i've become much more uh reactive i don't know if it's the protector in me Mm. you know if i hear things and i wake up i got a lot on my mind i'm not a great sleeper anymore pisses me off that's hard the phone in the other room thing must help it does i'm good about that that's big no phones before bed speaking of phones Mm. do you have any more on sleep no please phones the social dilemma. Everyone's talking about it. I realize we're probably a few days late on this. We won't spend too much time on it. You've probably heard it to death. But let's talk about this Netflix documentary that is making such waves. Mm, let's do it. Did you watch it? I watched like the first 20, 25 minutes. And I talked to Francis a little bit before we started recording. And apparently I should have finished it. I did not. You sure should have. What so- happened? 20 minutes in, pick up your phone. No, I Start just... letting the artificial intelligence control your decisions. No, I but like this is all stuff that like it, from what I mean again, it was maybe just the introduction, but my my girlfriend works in in ad sales mm. and like I know that about all this stuff. And yeah. she acts like I'm supposed to know that. Like it's not common knowledge to most people the way that they manipulate the data of True. What, of what you're doing. Like I've known about that and sort of come to terms with it, and I'm like fine with it. I guess. So you think you're smarter than the documentary? No, I don't. I think I'm smart. I don't, and I don't think I'm smarter than the algorithms and stuff either. But I also just like sort of don't care. So you've resigned yourself to it. You've made some good points in the past about this, though. Whereas you know, when does it become too much, and all these sort of things? And I agree with you. Like just like a full-on surveillance state Mm -hmm. in general is terrifying, even if it's just from like. An ad perspective, whatever, and I don't disagree with you as far as like I don't love the idea of being controlled, but at the same token, like from what I know, I'm like sort of come to terms. But fill me in because well, apparently I, there's more. I think that there are various degrees to which people can say, uh, I, I accept this, mm-hmm. or I, you know, levels of let's say letting it the apps and stuff control you, mm-hmm. right? So. I want to I want to take a second before we dive into the documentary, but my thought is I'm not maniacal about it. You know, I'm not turning off location services and all that. I I will say that whenever Google asks me to allow my location to help with a search function, or if I you know if I Google hotels in you know Kansas City, and then it says Google would like to know your location to help you, I don't I I de- decline no. that. Yeah, I do too. And I just kind of go the the long way around, right? Um, but it be- doesn't help if you're in New York. If you're in New York, why why does them they don't need your location if you're looking at Kansas City hotels? Well, maybe not. But I just 
where whatever right. is asking me for help with location. Gotcha. You always say that. And yeah, and then if it's an app that really needs it, I will say allow once. While, oh, okay. Not, not allow while, while using, using the app. app. I still I don't trust allow while using the app. Because I just think that even then, as if I don't close the app, even though I'm not right. using it, right. it still it's knows on. where I am. And the enabling the microphone, same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want people knowing where I am. I'm not going anywhere weird. I just don't want to be like some fucking dog with a tracking chip. Yeah, in no, its totally, neck. dude, totally, totally. I understand. So that's the first thing I do. Um, the stuff in this documentary was really eye-opening to me uh, from the standpoint of free will. Mm-hmm. That you know, these algorithms are so powerful and so self-teaching and self-improving that it is starting to curate for us what we see and it's so accurate that uh we don't even realize that we are being pushed towards a certain thing right and whether that's you know a cool new sweatshirt or a fucking vote in an election right the stakes are high totally totally the stakes are high And especially when you talk about foreign superpowers being Mm -hmm. able to harness the power of these algorithms and use them as tools to manipulate, which happened in the last election, our democracy, famously, yeah, yeah, that scares me. Agreed. Yeah. No, definitely. I don't want the war of the world to turn into this. Everyone hijacking each other's TikTok apps or whatever to spy on each other, so we can kind of control our opponents' populations in some way. Totally. That scares the shit out of me. Definitely. Now, there are extremes that people can go to. One is get rid of your phone, get rid of all the apps, use a fucking Nokia brick, mm-hmm. you know, entertain yourself with the snake on the subway. Yeah, that doesn't seem effective. Too much. Too much. Another is this sort of hybrid thing, which is, I think, where I am, which is doning, you know, not allowing the location tracking, uh, really trying to limit my screen time on a weekly and daily basis. Mm-hmm. I check my screen time before bed every I know night. You do. You're really every single night. I do I tell people about you all the time. So so in this I, I, I think that this is a this is a thing we've talked about before and I think it's important because I I can tell you for sure that on days where I have limited my screen time and I'm under two and a half hours I feel better in my body and mind going to bed than I do on days where I'm up in like the three and a half, four, five hour range. In the same way that I feel better going to bed after a day of eating properly and exercising, it has the same effect on me. Right. No, I feel definitely. cleaner, healthier, more clear minded. Definitely. Um, and I get it. Everyone says, well, I can't really limit my phone use that much. I use my phone for work. We all use our phones for work Mm -hmm. are you really typing emails for five hours on your phone right right. or is it two hours of email typing 45 minutes of you know perusing some fucking app to look at whatever definitely and then another 45 minutes of this that and the other thing it time leaks away and time is our most valuable asset it's the one resource that is totally finite. I don't know. Maybe there are others. But you can't replace time, dude. Mm-hmm. At least, yeah. Dude, 100%. Um, dude, I, de- I mean, I definitely agree with, with everything you're saying. And I think that 
there's different there's uh, there's some other interesting ways to kind of look at this and i remember before i had an iphone i had an ipad mm. and i had a regular phone and an ipad and i couldn't use any of the social apps on my shitty phone but i could use them on the ipad mm-hmm. and that was an interesting way where i would like effectively use apps in a way where i wasn't checking my fucking things all the time without even realizing i was doing it you know what i mean right like that is maybe a, an interesting strategy like to if you feel like social media is like consuming you or whatever and you want to take a break from it you could do that you could delete all those apps from your phone and maybe put them on another device that you can't check as readily or whatever but i i don't hate that at all because yeah. let me tell you something part of the problem with the phone and the apps is that it sits in your pocket right and it's the pickups it's the urge to pick it up Whereas if you have it on a big i i you know iPad, mm-hmm. you gotta go to the bookshelf to grab it instead of having it just in your back pocket. Unless you're wearing cargo pants. Which, <laughs> well, dude, know. it's funny. I another thought about this that I had is like, and I've talked to people who um you know are feel whatever way they feel about politics, and that's another way that the algorithm sort of maybe works against bipartisanship because you are only seeing the things that you think. The that, things that you think you think. The siloing of Yes. So, so, and I'm sure that they talk about this in the documentary. But, sure do. But like that, you know, it's already, it's incredible how many things are sort of working against us when it comes to polarization, just as far as like the way things have kind of shaken out. But that certainly doesn't help. No. As far as like, because, you know, back, back, they talk about this. I watched this documentary about John McCain. You know, in his heyday when he was a senator, like there was tons of bipartisanship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. working together and all that. And like that doesn't really seem to be a thing right now. I mean, we don't, we don't have to get too deep into it, no. but you know, it, this, this stuff all contributes to sort of like the decay of modern society. Exactly. Exactly. Boy, <laughs> lots to unpack with what you just said. Lots to unpack. <laughs> um, dude, we're, let's talk about politics for a second. And I trust that we can get into this without really turning anyone off. But we are inside of two months, almost, almost one month away from the election day, mm. which is surreal i know because i've been so distracted by everything else including politics in a weird way that i have not even considered that we are one month away right dude we're about to have presidential debates crazy i know i know we're about to have an election night where you have friends over for wine and cheese and everyone loses their appetite when pennsylvania goes the wrong way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 10 minutes in you know we're about to be in the thick of it we're yeah. about to hear about scandals and no one's gonna know if it's true or false we're about to see attack ads we're about to see people saying that mail-in ballots are fraudulent when yeah. they're not at all there there is all kinds of shit heading our way mm-hmm. and i don't know if we're even thinking about it i know but maybe people are and here's something that someone said to me the other day that made me laugh out loud someone said to me it's all going to come down to the undecided voters who on fucking earth is undecided about this election i love the idea that there is someone out there who's like well it's too close for me to call (laughs) how have you not made up your mind i'm sorry what could either one of these guys do at this point to be like, ah, I didn't know that about him. Or like, I really liked that he said that. Right, right. You right. know, because thinking back to, you mentioned the, the bipartisanship. I look back on the Obama-McCain election where 
yeah, I voted for Obama. But if McCain had won, I would have been like, ah, totally too bad, you know, but totally. my guy didn't win would have been cool. But like McCain, whatever. Good guy. Right, right, right. Romney right. election. Romney Obama election. Same Dude, exact thing. Know, maybe even more so. Oh, totally. Totally. Just someone where I was like, you know what? The country is going to be in decent hands either way here. Right. This election <laughs> is so far apart. Yeah. It is so far. It is such a zero sum game in terms of the happiness and belief of the country. I know, I know. And um, I, I, I just, I can't remember a time where I, where, where, like, I go back to this idea of an undecided voter. What do you need? <laughs> like, what more do you need right, to right. understand who you're voting for? Right. And I would imagine that that person maybe is a person who was really sure about Trump before and is no longer. Maybe. That's probably true. That's probably the undecided voter in my mind. I can't really picture, like you're saying, I don't picture like some kind of apathetic. That's what I'm wondering. Or like a person who's like, who reads both things and is like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's exactly very, it's very you very clearly side with one or the other you're not at this point. you're not reading subtle uh columns for both sides right. and and struggling with the balance of your vote yeah, not a ton of overlap. you're reading this guy's a fascist and this guy is brain dead pick your poison do you know what i mean that's that's how far a cynical apart way to it look is. at it but no totally that's what the totally. that's what the the headlines are right. right one guy no longer has a brain that functions and another guy is this dude there is a <laughs> there is right outside my apartment on the sidewalk someone wrote in chalk <laughs> donald trump is a is donald trump is dot 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 a hitler <laughs> a Hitler, as if there are many. Hitlers. As if Hitlers are a thing. <laughs> right, right. I I hate to get historical here. I would think that Adolf Hitler would have an issue with this, where he'd be like, "I'm the only me. <laughs> there's only one of me. There's there's only one Hitler. I'm sorry, the worst dude ever. Right." Mm -hmm. You don't, you wouldn't throw other people in that hat. I hate to make the Michael, you wouldn't say LeBron James is a Michael Jordan. Right, right. He, whatever, not to make that comparison. I, I realize this is risky territory, but I, who, first of all, written in chalk as if, you know, a bunch of children finished their hopscotch game and we're like, we still got some left. Let's write a political message. Dude, I know people have been very creative with how they're like a, per, a person in my parents' neighborhood. Wrote Trump with his lawnmower in his lawn. <laughs> so he says Trump in the lawn. I've never even seen that. Like chalk, grass. Like, yeah. Dude, it's heating up. You know, my parents, after spending six months with them, they are so siloed in their way against Trump, obviously. And I find that I have grown such a distaste for extreme opinions on either side. The moment someone starts voicing them, I, I just turn off. And I tune see. Out. I've seen. I've seen you do it. I tune out because I, I just and maybe it, this is the one place in my life where I am optimistic. I believe in in the enduring uh, ability of this country to sort itself out, regardless of who the leader is, and. Yeah, obviously, I, I, I don't want to. I, I, the last thing I would say, 
People ask me sometimes like what my political be- beliefs are. My answer is none of your fucking business. That's good. I'm sorry, but I genuinely feel that I don't know enough for my opinion on politics to be worthy of being shared. I'm sure that people can glean from a lot of what I've said just now where I lie, right? But there's a reason that the the voting booths are private. Mm-hmm. There, there is an element of privacy to democracy that I believe in. And I don't want people asking me, who'd you vote for mm-hmm. after this? You know, um, I'm, I'm not, nar- frankly, I'm just not narcissistic enough to think that like I should be on Instagram being like, right. you know, here's, the deal, here's what the president did today. Or like, here's Joe Biden's brain melting right. down, whatever it is. Like, why do the fuck? Right. I'm a comedian. Why does my opinion matter? I'm going to be honest too, dude. Like when I see people posting things that are stupid, I feel like weird about it. Like whether or not from either side, things that are like not based in strong fact or like a really weird, weak perspective. And like, I fear the same way, the other way around, like someone who knows more than me being like, oh, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, like, I don't necessarily feel like I get to be the spokesperson of the generation. Right. But I also agree with what you're saying. And I think this is like a thing in America, like this idea that there's some impending doom when there isn't. And like, look at the last, you know, 50 years. Like, this is not a new sentiment. This idea that like everything's going to shit. Ever since like the late 60s, that has sort of been like the the like uh, overwhelming kind of like feeling in the air, like mm-hmm. people being like, oh, my God, everything's going to shit. Everything's going to shit. And they talk about like the illusion of choice. It's like, all right, so what? Like someone gets elected, someone gets elected. Like, are things going to change that much? It feels like right now, maybe, maybe more so than in the past. But I still agree with what you said. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully our institutions are strong enough and we have our shit together enough as a nation that everything's going to be fine. They used to talk about Japan the way they talk about China mm-hmm. now. And I get that it's not the same. China is a big deal and whatever, but I don't think there's any reason why we can't all coexist happily like we have. Right. And 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 listen, I know that this stuff is so personal for so many people um, and that people feel that their certain rights and freedoms are being attacked based on who gets elected, that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, gun rights advocates might feel that if, Biden takes the helm, all of a sudden they're losing something that they care deeply about, that women feel that if Trump is reelected, maybe their their, you know, rights to their bodies and, and right. to make their own choices is gonna be attacked. Especially and, now with the open yeah, seat. I, I get all of that. And and I I realize that I am in a position as a straight white male where maybe this election affects me the least. Mm-hmm. that there i have the least amount at stake here so i humbly realize that that is another thing that creates this feeling where i don't know that i should be giving my opinion on who i think is best suited to run this country but i can't help but approach it with a sense of hope and optimism even 4 years after seeing what what the latest what thing going brought. I I completely agree. I have to go about it that way. Same. Um because it feels better. There's no reason for it not to. What's the point of like just being a doomsday Sarah at yeah. all times? You know what I mean? And those people are having their year right now. They are. They've been sitting there like I have friends who like have been like, We're going to war with North Korea. I'm like, No, we're not. Like, you know what I mean? Like every single thing, they're constantly saying that, and now they think 
their geniuses because COVID has yeah. been so bad and, and all this shit. You say the war with North Korea, the social <laughs> dilemma talks about war with ourselves. Right, I mean, this, right. the, you know, a civil war, an actual civil war breaking out. You know, you, you look at the streets of Portland and the, the, you know, fucking these places where these, these protests have roiled into like, uh, fucking people having AK 40 assault rifles shooting. I mean, it's crazy. It, it, there's no commonality here. And, and the thing from the social dilemma that really stuck with me is that we are now losing the ability to agree upon what is true. And that if there is nothing that we can agree upon as truth, we're doomed. Hmm. If we can't agree that climate change is real, if we can't agree that this is real or that is real and because people get right. one telling of the story right. or another or like a, a complete false telling of the story yeah also. then what the what's the point of anything right what's what is what is worth fighting for you need a truth in order to fight for it. i know and dude this goes back to what we we're talking about before education yeah because i'll tell you this uh and i know this is on a much smaller scale but russia has tried to do similar disinformation campaigns in finland mm-hmm. where the populace is too educated to fall for it Finland and, has the number one uh, schooling system in the world. And it did not affect the the election. So, you know, I, hopefully we can all learn properly and, and kind of build defenses up for, against like nonsense. So Absolutely. that we can all, like you said, come together about things that are true and not at the very least. Right. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, Ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. So with that, I think we <laughs> need to put out a call to our Oops listeners, our beloved Oops listeners, and this may be actually shooting ourselves in the foot if you use your phone to listen to our podcast. But I would challenge all of you listening to try to limit your screen time on your phone. This is something you can see in your settings to two and a half hours a day or less. If you're already below that, take another half hour off. No, take a bow if you're already below that. Let's, you're let's pull out our person. phones, Julio. And Dude, see. mine is terrible. Let's see where we're at. Yeah. This is so I don't think mine's particularly good right now. And this is not me trying to be sanctimonious. I do make an effort. So how do I, so I'll look at last Go week. into settings, yep. Last week I averaged seven hours and 25 minutes. Per day. I, I guess. Let me see. Is that what that means? Yeah, that's a lot, dude. <laughs> you had a 12-hour, 49-minute day. <laughs> now, on that day, you used your camera for four hours and 16 minutes. Oh, that doesn't make sense. What does that even mean? Yeah, that this seems like a... And also, does my watch like affect that? I feel like these are really high numbers. You, had a, you were on your photos for an hour and 42... Uh, so maybe mine is like not accurate. Yeah, and then and then you better. had a day. The next day, Wednesday, you were using Waze for an hour and forty eight. So you know those okay. kinds of like driving okay. apps. 
Okay. All that stuff. I'm still using it too much. I know that. No, I mean, maybe, but like those things are, you have to forgive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a necessary use. Right. Those say like in the background though, because you just have your phone open and then it's going, but it shouldn't like actively be on. Right. Gotcha. I mean, so, I guess if your phone is open more. Really, really quick. One thing I did was I turned on, uh, I gave myself a one hour limit for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a notification where it's like, you have 15 minutes left or you have five minutes left of your Instagram today. And then if I try to log in after it's met its quota, it, it says like, you've already hit your limit. Are you sure you want to do this? And then you can extend it 15 minutes if you want or a minute. That That's kind of helped. That's good. I try on weekends to really lower my screen time last sunday two hours and 33 minutes that's really good monday was my biggest day six hours and 10 minutes but it was weird i had an hour and 43 minutes of texting that's you were traveling that day too right on monday were you not last week last week did you fly here or that was no before um the next day three hours and 58 the next day this was wednesday on tuesday night i watched the social dilemma the next day i made an effort hour 55 that's really good. Then three hours, 53. Then two hours, on thir- two hours, 30 minutes on Friday. Two hours, 11 minutes on Saturday. Uh, three hours, 23 minutes on Sunday. So for a total weekly average of, I think it was last week. Oh, no, that can't be. Last week's average was three hours and 19 minutes per day. That's solid. Very solid. It's solid. My goal for this next for week is certainly to be below three hours isn't it funny this is like the new thing now but you've always been on this before way i was before. on this for oh yeah i've been on this, on this since i've met you but yeah. dude it's funny how like this documentary it's like it's the new like vegan documentary mm-hmm. but now for social media like remember people like uh, the most annoying thing of all time somebody watches a, a documentary about veganism and suddenly is talking to you about how you know, farming's bad for the environment commercial cows they fart in the atmosphere pigs and you're like dude you didn't think any of this yesterday and no. you won't in a week either correct correct <laughs> so if you're gonna do it fucking do it yeah and, let's uh, let's commit do it. i want to see i wish there were some kind of prize that we could give people but you know we're, we're not about that and let life. us know if, if if you know this this resonates with you and if it makes a change in your life yeah that, that's exciting um well dude this haunt this this reminds me of something because yeah. we've been talking about cults and the vow yes. and um so, and this is a question, that I, a sincere question that I have, okay. because if you guys have been watching this thing, you know, it talks about kind of like a high control group where people were kind of voluntarily getting involved in this thing where they were submitting collateral about themselves, where it was, whether it was naked pictures, incriminating things where if they tried to get out, they would have to now, uh, you know, have this stuff there to prevent them from doing so. And they were getting branded and they were doing all this shit, but, and the same way with the phones, even though it's manipulative at the end of the day, like these people are still choosing to do these things. And my girlfriend was like, well, they're getting blackmailed. I'm like, all right, fine. But they knew that that's what they were getting themselves involved in. They were agreeing to be blackmailed if they were getting out. So I'm just wondering if, is there any sort of basis for an argument about that? Like, is there any chance that next scene being like, well, you agreed to do this is accurate and therefore they shouldn't be subjected to whatever. I mean, I know those people are in jail now. I haven't watched the end of the thing. Are you saying that, does Nexium have legs to stand on in saying, well, you violated your end of the bargain and now they should be allowed to do whatever they want? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Did they ever actually blackmail the people when they got out of DOS or whatever? 
Like, or did they reveal the pictures? Yeah. I think this is another situation where we, we, we just we're just behind. It. We're not, we, we, we can't really make a lot of judgment calls until we've seen the, the, the entire the documentary in its entirety. Yeah, you're right. I am currently one episode behind, but we do have last week's episode to talk about. Yeah, we can talk If we about feel it. like we want to. We could. Was there, what did you... I watched. Oh, I, I'm up to date. Also, I don't okay. think I don't think you're that far behind. With one what, episode behind. Yeah, there's yeah. some new stuff in the new one where you'll be like, "Oh shit!" And um, you know, one of those things being not to spoil it, but like th- the company had had sort of legal troubles in the past. I saw. I, well, I've read the Wikipedia. Yeah. So okay, so you you're up to date then. Yeah. But I but I wonder like because at the end of the day, all these people agreed to do all this stuff. So I just wonder, like, how, like, I can see, it, it's such a gray area. Like, it's so, which is why it's such a hard thing to mm-hmm. get out of. Because it's it's hard to be, like, definitively say, this is wrong. It's hard to do. I think once you point to people being branded and the description of that process where they were writhing and being held down on the bench. Manipulated. Burning your skin and all that. That it was, was a surprise. so graphic. Yeah. And then the whole master and slave thing. Master, may I have 58 calories. Right. Texting and things like that. You know, I'm going to say something controversial here. People talk about losing weight. Like, that seems like a pretty effective way to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, we were joking. Francis and I were joking about this. But, you know, Chris and I have both expressed our desires to kind of get in tip-top shape. Perhaps, Chris, we should let Francis be our master. Yeah. <laughs> we'll text yeah. Francis. Francis, may I have these 78 calories? Yeah. And I'm, by the way, not very responsive texture. So, <laughs> you cannot have it until I respond. <laughs> that may be the next day. <laughs> So yeah, if you want Francis to be your master. Master, you there? I'm master, very hungry. Master. Hello. Master. Start sending gifts. Hilarious. Of waiting. That's hilarious. Um yeah, dude, I think the big thing that I learned in the 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 second most recent episode was that Keith was behind all of it. Right. Which we always assumed. Right. Uh but that he was signing off on everything and you know, he's this mastermind. It's just crazy to me that someone so ugly could command so many women. <laughs> he's such a dork, too. Dude. Such like, a loser. Those volleyball dude. nights are like the cringiest. When you're thing wearing ever. a headband and you got your ponytail popping out the Knee back pads. and you're playing fucking, <laughs> you, you just, ugh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Who wants to devote their sexual life to him? I mean, jeez. I mean, good for him for, for working with what he's got, dude. You know I mean? Yeah, definitely outkicked his coverage. Guy had a bunch of girlfriends at once. Really outperformed his potential. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Time. So, we've been getting a lot of great emails from you guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out and sharing your stories. Some good stuff in here for sure. Um, so, this is a good one. This is called, so, you know, Halloween's coming up. And, and I don't know what Halloween's going to look like. Apparently, it isn't canceled. Halloween stores are open everywhere. Hmm. And I know that's been kind of a popular thing on social media that people are talking about. Um, anyway, this is pretty funny. Halloween horror story. Um, here we go. Dear Francis and Julio, hope this gives you a chuckle since it's equally mortifying and hilarious. When I was in college, I started to see this guy. And after a Halloween party, I stayed over at his college house. He told me in the morning that his parents were coming to pick him up after attending mass at the church on campus. It was a private Catholic school. Hmm. And since I had never met them, I should leave before they came so I didn't meet them hungover and in my costume from the night before. <laughs> 
In my drunken state, I confused the time that mass was over and started walking back to my dorm when I thought mass was still going on. Keep in mind, he never gave me a change of clothes, so I was walking to my dorm, past the church, at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning in a Playboy bunny costume. Freshman year was rough. Well, mass let out, let out at 8 a.m. instead of 8.30, and all the churchgoers see me doing my walk of shame. It's now four years later, and I'm still dating the guy and have met his parents hundreds of times. Well, his younger sister got dropped off at college last week, and his dad told his sister to be careful of doing a walk of shame and explained how they saw some, quote, poor girl looking ridiculous walking past the church the morning after Halloween wearing a Playboy Bunny costume. Little did they know that I was that poor girl. Wow. Uh, do me and my boyfriend keep this little secret or make a joke about it? Um, dude. That's hysterical. Take that one to the grave. Great, great email. <laughs> really good. Really fun. Love wow. a good walk of shame, dude. Yeah. Did you um? <laughs> did you ever do the walks of shame? Like, can I even? Like, That's can guys the do them? I will say that that is one of those things that is so much worse for women than it is for men, and it all comes down to the shoes. The, I think. Yeah, I think you, you're you're onto something there. And okay. I was gonna say the only times where I've done some kind of quasi walk of shame is where I'm in like like. I used to wear some crazy shit in college. I'm wearing like antique denim jeans and like loafers and like, and some fucking pr like print t-shirt that was ridiculous. Uh -huh. Like some affliction t-shirt, yeah, some bullshit, yeah, tap out. which I used to wear, um, like before it got the tap out, like reputation, uh -huh. still not good, but that's like as close as I've ever come to one. But I agree. The shoes are the killer, especially for the girls. If you're wearing these crazy heels, oh, man, right, right. Yeah, I mean, a guy walking home, you know, wearing a, a rumpled tuxedo with his <laughs> bow tie, not tied, but hanging loose and sort of at different ang odds, you know, different lengths. That's just James Bond coming home from right. the war. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's a kind of a charming, oh, you know, he clearly just defeated some bad guys vibe to that. <laughs> Not, oh, God, he slept in a, a girl's dorm room and didn't prepare <laughs> right. to return in the morning. Right, right. So do you think that... Uh, it's on the if if a lady comes you know you meet a girl at a party or your girlfriend or whatever and she sleeps over is it your duty to give her a comfortable sweatshirt and some kind of sweatpants or something to to rock home i think so we like and we've sort of talked about this in the past as far as like you know you give her something but i think that for most people the walk of shame is pretty college exclusive for a couple of reasons first of all lack of access to funds so like you're not mm -hmm. paying, you don't want to pay for an Uber maybe because you're in college, you don't have money, whatever. Or maybe, you know, and it, a lot of these stories also were like the pre-Uber age. I'm sure it's like a little bit better now that that technology exists. But to your point, on college campuses, oftentimes you're walking right, home. Right, exactly. And, and as an adult, you probably have a car or whatever. But in New York City, we do still see walk of shame. You do, but New York City has the Uber thing. Exactly. Now, right. Yes, right. But I also remember this, like I knew girls in college who would do walks of shame. And guys would give them 20 bucks to take a taxi, but they would pocket the cash and just do the walk of shame like a champ. Wow. But you got to respect that. You know I what like mean? that. That is good. I don't mind that at all. Lunch and dinner on the house, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Girls at the end of the month just pool all their walk of shame money and go out for a big brunch. 
Let's put all the 20. Wow, you did really good work this month, Mer- Meredith. Yeah, I slept with like 14 guys and wore really cl- bad clothes that I couldn't walk home in. Dude, I, you talk about New York City, though. Here's a question. One time, <laughs> one time a girl came over and uh, slept, spent the night. This was back when I was single. Fuck yeah. And uh, in the morning, you know, she, she, she was wearing clothes that were not, it was like jeans and a shirt or something so it wasn't as if i was sending her home in like a, a tube top 80s theme party dress mm-hmm. <laughs> and stilettos uh but she's hanging out and i was pretty hung over so i didn't really have my wits about me and she was kind of lingering and i was just on the couch being like trying to survive drink some water or whatever <laughs> and i was like you know after a while i was like do, do, you, do you would you like anything like whatever and she goes well, because she, she she kept talking about wanting to go home and like leave, and I was like, yeah, no problem. And finally, he goes, well, she, the least you could do is call me an Uber. Ooh. And I remember thinking, no, the least I could do is nothing. <laughs> That's what least means. <laughs> Calling you an Uber is way up on yeah. the scale of doing things. Dude, that's quite much closer to the most you can do. There are so many things that I could do that would even be more least than call you an Uber. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing more than call Uber is like carry, yeah. call a blade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the private or helicopter. build you a house within my house. <laughs> So that you're here already. Ask you to move in. I don't know. (laughs) Erect a teepee for you. Some sort of dwelling. The only things that are more than that are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what least means. Least means nothing. The least least amount of something is nothing. Yeah. That's hilarious. And then you could get into negative territory where I could actually make it harder for her to get home. (laughs) Like put some obstacles in the way. A couple bears if I've got them. (laughs) Ask for collateral. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call you an Uber, but you need to tell me how much you hate your dad on camera. <laughs> dude, that's great, dude. Oh, my God. It's tough out there, man. Oh, it is. Dude, I got to talk to you about this. But you know what? I'll save it for the next episode because it's a really it's a really I want to talk to you about the show Normal People on Hulu. But we're going to save that for the next episode because I have a lot of thoughts about it. Okay, cool. Awesome. That's Oops the Podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Send your email submissions to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. I'm Francis. He's Julia. We'll see you next week. Awesome. Not next week. Not going to see you next week. Going to see you this week again. (laughs) (laughs) All righty.